0: Welcome to the Mark Cameron Show We find out why people do what they do, how they do it, and what the future of their work is My guest today is Alan Nash, nashing He runs Get After It, a podcast and a brand where he's had guests like JJ Chalmers Foxy from SES, Who Dears Wins Julie Fowlis, WWE Champion Drew McIntyre, Andrew Cotter Bobby Hanton, Thor's man from the Marvel Universe The list goes on on a personal note, I've come out of this last lockdown healthier than I have been in a really long time. And a lot of that was down to just following Nashi on Instagram and get after it. Watching him jump in the sea in the mornings or smashing the battle ropes, getting after it. And that's inspired me. More inspiring about this guy is the way he prioritizes family, kids, relationships. So thanks, Nashi. Enjoy the chat. So I'm here with Nashi, and mate, this is uh, a real pleasure to chat to you. I've been uh, I've been a fan for a while, and uh, we're both in the Edinburgh area, both still in uh, a sort of interesting twenty twenty one slight lockdown situation. Yeah,
1: but it's um, it's brilliant to have you on. Thanks for coming on. Well, thanks very much for for the invite. And as I said before we start recording, I find this very weird that people sometimes request a chat with me because I very much enjoy being the interviewer for, for my show and everything I do. But, um, no, I really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out and delighted to be here. Yeah. Well, we can, um, you know, some people come on, they, they do therapy
0: with each other. Maybe we can, we can interview each other.
1: Well, I, it, yeah, I have to apologize if I do start asking you questions. It's I've done it a few times <laughs> on other shows. I start interrogating the guests and wanting to know about you and your story. So no apologies if I go down that route. I love it.
0: So, um, Love to hear a, a bit about you, I've, I've seen some of the stuff you do You've done amazing stuff with podcasting over the last uh, three years and, and I've been noticing over the last year especially Just a real like inspiration to me of some of the guests you've been inviting on And the the energy that you're bringing to it So I'm really interested, what's been your, your story of uh, getting to where you are now? Edinburgh, Edinburgh man and uh, a, a multiple career and big family life going on
1: yeah, there is a lot going on and it's I think I've always enjoyed being busy. Um but yeah, born and bred in Edinburgh, I'm now based on the in East Lothian, so just just yeah. on the outskirts and I still work in the city centre in the property industry in, in uh, Brunsfield in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. But away from away from sort of the day job, uh married, three kids, golden retriever, you know, the Yeah. The the, the the standard family that is just all adventure and we just try to stay outside and around fire pits and in the sea and keep ourselves sandy as much as we can being on East Lothian yeah, because
0: yeah.
1: I don't know since the kids came along and Abby my wife we, we've both kind of we, we've got pretty serious careers you know and, and yeah. we don't want and I say this quite a lot when kids come along and a lot of parents might see this or or, or be guilty of this you kind of start losing a wee bit of your own path because yeah. you have to you are mum and dad and you've got to look after the yeah. wee ones. And I've got three kids. My oldest was seven just on Sunday there. So three kids seven mm-hmm. and under. Yeah. Um, and a dog that's almost ten, you know, and he's probably <laughs> the hardest workout of them all. The most demanding of the them. The most all, yeah. demanding. But it's um it's something that with what we do in this sort of get after it podcast that I host and the, the kind of get after it lifestyle that we've not generated, but we we work really hard to keep as busy out of the house as we can. And yeah. with that, people have started to sort of recognize and enjoy what we do and ask to come along. And how do we do that? And where did you get the fire pit? And it's kind of just built a community of of us trying to get out of our comfort zone as much as we yeah. can while still being mum and dad, while taking the kids with us and sort of sniffing out these wee opportunities for asve- adventures ourselves when we can. Yeah. And through the podcast, that's introduced me to some incredible people that a lot of them turn into friends because they'll start following you on Instagram and Twitter and all the social media profiles and they'll see that I, I try not – I'm not just a guy that asks some questions. I'm a guy that tries to go out and push myself and my body and my family as hard as we can, safely, yeah. but make the most of sunrises, sunsets and, you know, cooking food on fire pits and all sorts of stuff. So I don't know, they sort of get after it came about um I changed the name of the podcast because originally 3 years ago it was called the Property Rugby Club. Yeah. And, and I, what was that? That that was as I was approaching my mid 30s. I'm 37 now, but maybe a bit well 37 when I was 34. A lot of my friends who were pro athletes in rugby, they're pro rugby players. And they're starting to retire, quite simply. Yeah. And I'm when you've got really good friends that are pro rugby players, you often get chucked a ticket. You often get asked to come into the changing room. You can take your kids yeah. behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff. And I and I purely realised I was losing my grip on rugby a little bit. And I, right. my friends, a lot of them were were retiring, as I said. And I thought, how am I going to stay current because I wasn't playing rugby anymore? um And how am I going to stay in the sort of uh, not the limelight, but able to sort of be around the people I want to be around? How am I going to get sort of? access at Murrayfield and push myself into situations mm-hmm. that I've enjoyed being in. I don't just want to get older and be that guy that used to be around rugby. So I created created the Property Rugby Club because I, in the property industry and knowing rugby as I do in Scotland and Edinburgh, have access to professionals in both property and rugby and that's how it was yeah. born. And I'd, wow. I'd hardly listened to any podcast before I did my first one and I just Googled Edinburgh, found a, a podcast studio and Keith at the Well Podcast you do in Edinburgh to this day has edited every single one of my shows. He's been involved in every production, yeah, all 159 shows, and we've never looked back.
0: That's class. That's class, mate. And um, I'm, I'm really interested in in the kind of um, beginnings of it and, and what brought your life to that point. One one of the curiosities is, you know, what is uh, what is it for you? I love the get after it idea and the way that you can see. You know, you're really going for it, bringing out, you know, life in rugby, life in uh, with sports, people, life of pushing it, life of finding it.
1: What, what is it for you? I, I, I don't want to look back and have not tried or have given up the sort of chase or the pursuit of getting a bit mucky, getting a bit dirty, sweaty, and, and knowing that you've earned something. Every day, there's not a day that goes past that I don't, why am I doing this podcast? Why am yeah. I jumping in the sea? Why am I doing that? <laughs> because your own mind plays such games with you. And it's a, it's a current theme on my podcast about people that really get after it, whether they're Olympians or UFC fighters or movie stars or whoever they might be. Yeah. it's At some point, they've, always, they've got after it and they've chosen what they want to go and they've not given up. And yeah. not that I'm ever going to get to the heights of any of my guests, but I enjoy the chase of trying to secure an awesome guest for my show i mm-hmm. enjoy having half an hour an hour of their time yeah. i enjoy the relationships that are built built afterwards and from there when i can bring some sort of enthusiasm of having an incredible person on my show it pushes me to be better it pushes me yeah. to think well god i've had a little bit of their time here i can't just stop and roll over back in bed in the morning and not get up yeah. and go for it because these aren't the people i'm trying to be around i'm yeah. trying to socialize and, and get around the right people to push me on which brings on Abby, my wife. She's get after it abs on Instagram because yeah. we've both yeah. bought into this, this concept and this, I suppose it's a brand that we're building. Yeah. But there, there lies that the path for the kids as well, the three of them, the two boys and, and my little girl that they see us out there. They see us getting after it, whether it's fitness, yeah. as, as I, I keep saying, it's it's doing the adventure stuff Yeah, that, that gets us out of our comfort zone. And it is about for us just keeping active, keeping healthy, staying fit. I don't want there to be a time where I can't keep up with my kids. I don't yeah. want there to be a time where they look at me being a, a slob or lazy and well, it's all right for dad to do it, you know? So they, they kind of, right. everything we do rubs off on them and they copy yeah. us. So, so if there there's something being active.
0: Yeah. So there's something about it for you is this, this purpose of being well, living life really fully. And uh, lovely actually thinking right in the center of that is, is for the kids and for the family life to do it together, and to pass on some of that to them, and hopefully one day that to know that they'll never quite be able to take you down.
1: There is, I think, my boys. I mean, they're just babies at the moment, five and <laughs> three years old. But when the two of them grow up, I think I will have my hands full. You know, I think when, when they're a bit older, whether whatever route of sport they go down, if they're interested in sport. They're both quite uh, football and wrestling and all sorts of stuff at the yeah. moment. So but even even things like that, as a dad, they've got to speak, although it's all virtual now, they've got to wave and speak to some incredible people on computer yeah. screens that they've watched on the TV and all these sorts of things. And guys send messages on their birthday that are to them, oh, like the Stoltman brothers are, are a great example, the, the Scottish right. strongmen. They're two, two incredible guys. I keep in touch with now since they've been on my show and we did our charity event recently. But they both know the name of my boys and my kids and they they send messages and all that sort of stuff. And it's it's just really kind that these people, they've got the time to do that. And I'm yeah. and I'm able to get into their world and show some value. That yeah. if they come on my show, we have a great chat. I'm interested in their career and how they've got to be the best in the world. You know, competing at yeah. strongman events in, in America, they're the top of their game. And I love that pursuit of getting a chance to speak to high-performing people.
0: Yeah. And there's there's something really inspiring, I think, about maybe some folks that are from Scotland originally or have a heritage here, because often there's this notion in the Scottish culture of tall poppy syndrome, which is as soon as something rears its head up, it gets kind of nicked down, either through, you know, a bit of humour or or mocking, or, or there can be an active sense that people get too big for their boots and they don't belong in the culture anymore. I'm interested, you know, as you're seeing folks that might have had a history coming through Scotland, taking that push, getting after it, you know, pushing past maybe what their community said to them when they were kids. What are some of the common threads you're seeing in these folks who are pushing beyond
1: what they thought was possible as youngsters or in their culture? Some of them have, they don't have a choice but to just keep turning up. You know, they're maybe from, a lot of them are from hard backgrounds or mm-hmm. maybe don't have father figures and things like that in their background and they, they have to just keep fighting and they find a path and they stick to it. Yeah, But a lot of them, it, it's just driving determination. They get a sniff of an opportunity and they just keep going. Yeah. A, a, an incredible Scotsman that I interviewed recently was Drew McIntyre. Oh, is mate. a, a young boy, I mean, WWE champion. I grew up watching right. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, yeah. Ultimate Warrior, that was yeah. my saturday mornings i had the sticker books i had everything i'd been trying to get drew on my show for a long long time and i managed to do it on behalf of the Doddy weir foundation to raise awareness yeah. for an event i was hosting um in january through lockdown and drew is a guy that grew up in air and at a very young age i think he told his mom and dad he said that i'm going to be wwe or it was wwf at the time probably yeah, yeah. champion of the world and nothing stopped him, mean, nothing. He wouldn't let anything get in his way. Yeah. And he traveled yeah. to the south of England from air on, on weekends, kept going. And, and mum and dad said, look, we'll get your degree. You got a degree from Glasgow Uni and keep going then. Keep chasing wow. your dreams, son. And that's what he did. I mean, and like, yeah. look at him now. He is Drew McIntyre from air. beast, isn't he? Oh, uh, he's, he's huge.
0: I, I was the same. I grew up in like Stone Cold Steve Austin, the rock yeah. era of WWE. And, um, you know, confessionally, made the wrestling videos as kids. Probably did someone's neck and practicing power drum, power bombs, and pile drivers through the through the desks and mates' yeah. bedrooms. Dangerous stuff. And <laughs> but then seeing someone from Scotland actually take that bigger public role, phenomenal. And the man seems completely committed to this passion he has um for it. And you could see that coming through in his conversation with you. Love that. Love that episode. Um, and the, the passion these guys have to get beyond what they thought might have been possible and commit is, is inspired.
1: It is. And, and Drew's story is, is one of those inspirational stories, but there's, there's, there's so many that I could pick out. But there's also, throughout my show, if you look at my website or, or go into Apple and, and see all the guests I've had, there's inspiration at home as well. There's inspirational yep. in, in, in Edinburgh, in friends of mine, in, in local folks. And you'll see them dotted in and out of these sort of well-known names yeah. of people that inspire me. And it's not necessarily the big the big followerships or this, mm. that, and the other that I'm going after. There are a lot of big names on there, but it's just somebody that Abby will maybe say to me, do you follow her or, or him? Have yeah. you seen what they're doing? And I'll investigate, I'll check them out. And people have started to send me sort of guest suggestions and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So, no, it's not necessarily a big name that you're always chasing it's the story it's the inspiration it's the it's the person that if they're genuine if they've um if they've worked hard or they they kind of they deserve everything they've got because they've never given up that's really appealing to me yeah and
0: what is it that you know i'm curious how you how you got here um into that place were you always pursuing sport or um what what was it like kind of growing up getting into a world of performance and development and starting to get a passion for
1: something well in, in sport I, I took rugby quite far I never made it to the pro ranks but played all the age group stuff and captain Scotland the age group and, and things like that and, and my my home club my local club is watsonians so in yeah. uh, in morningside and Edinburgh Southside, and played for many years there and captain the club so leadership and and being in a team environment was always me but um at a young age as well, I set up my property company at twenty-one years old. As an opportunity arose and I grasped it. Yeah. 21. And it was at that time that I didn't know any better. You know, I hadn't worked very long after school. I'd done laboring jobs because you sort of go down that rugby route. I'd done laboring jobs jobs, but I'd learned a kind of a trade, if you could call it, in renting and selling flats in, yeah. in houses. And that stuck with me for 16 years. I've built my company up there. But on the other side of that, I've failed so many times. Right. I've set up all sorts of businesses, whether they're, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've set up tons, stacks of businesses, a lot of online stuff, a dating company, all sorts oh, wow. of, th- sorts of th- well, yeah. I set up a company, but all the domain names, it was called too shy to say hi.com. I love it. <laughs> too shy to say hi.com. And it was before, th- not that I've ever been on Tinder or anything like that, but it was before yeah. all that, because I knew that the art of conversation had gone. And I mm. I was I was sat in a boardroom on Princess Street. There was a huge dating firm. His headquarters were in Edinburgh, and I got invited in as they were going to white label it. They were going to take Too Shy to Say Hi, and send it out around the world. It was all happening. This yeah. you know, it was all very exciting. It came to nothing. It came to absolutely nothing. Right. But the concept of Too Shy to Say Hi, and it was a location location based website. It wasn't an app at the time. Yeah. And it was if you were close to somewhere and someone wanted a date. You could get in touch because you're in the same city or the same place. Too shy to say hi. That's what it was. And it never took off. And I had a QR code company. I had QR codes in my shop window in Brunsfield on my properties. And people could go to my window and scan on their smartphone, early days of smartphone. They could scan it and get all the property information from my window onto their phone. Yeah. And it's not really even done now. But QR codes, people wouldn't take to it. And that company was called Route One Marketing. Okay. Uh, because I thought route, route One and I had a business partner and we, we traveled the UK. We found a guy that had a, a a degree in text messages in Wales because it was all going to be text message based. And you scan the QR code, you get your text message to the phone. You can then yeah. get all the property details. In our head, it's the next big thing. Yeah. Nobody would, what's a QR code? What's that? Nah, I'm not yeah. doing it.
0: You had to download then, the app to get it you point. to do you all, all that sort ride. of stuff. And it
1: never happened. It never took off. And I failed and we lost some money. But you just keep on going and you yeah. keep coming back. And, and to this day, I will keep trying stuff. I yeah. will keep looking at opportunities. I don't know where this podcast with the Get After It community, I don't know where it's going to lead. But my God, we love it. We're passionate yeah. about it. It gets us out of bed in the morning. It keeps us busy at night. You know, we tr- we, we yeah, do sit in yeah. the sofa. We do have the cup of tea and chocolate, but there's every yeah. chance that we've been in the sea or we've done a couple of miles running or we've planned our next yeah, event yeah. or I'm on a podcast or something's happening. You know, it's really yeah. motivated us to keep busy in the times that we'd usually kind of give up for the night or not get out of bed in the morning. So that's kind of, yeah. it's been great. But my passion is for creating things Yeah, and, and trying. Was it. that always, you know, was that always there? What, what developed
0: in you, you know, from your youngest memory of it or early days with that? I,
1: I'm, I think I'm, I'm fortunate to have been around a lot of good mentors, whether that's in business or rugby coaches.
0: Yeah.
1: And I never quit attitude and I keep coming back and you drop the ball, we'll get back out there. You feel that that one, well, how are you going to get the next one? That's That happens a lot throughout mm. my life. And a lot of the mentors I had when I was sort of 18, 19, looking for opportunities at rugby are still in my life now. And they've been... Mm. They've been good people that have been honest and they're not shy to give me a kick up the arse. Even yeah. now when they say, hey, yeah. you're maybe paying a bit too much attention to that when this needs looked at and getting the right people around me has been crucial. And you can see that a lot of I mean, the most successful people in the world, so getting the right people around you is crucial. Mm-hmm. And I've been very fortunate in that. And I, I try to give that back a little bit or as much yeah. as I can when, when someone approaches me and asks, how have I done it? Because with yeah. with the podcast, for instance, I'm still the I've still, I don't belong here. I still have that every day. I don't. How am I speaking to that person or that? <laughs> you know, I'm now at a stage where you speak to booking agents and and um, I call them gatekeepers. You've got yeah. to get to these people and get past the gatekeeper to get to the big name or whoever it may be. And I always feel like I don't belong there. You know, you question yourself, yeah. but then it'll be someone that I tell that that to, and they say, No, 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 just keep going, keep yeah. pushing you have that person or that support network behind you it helps a lot i love that
0: there's um there's a concept in in a lot of the work and coaching i do with or with teams where you need these different voices around it so you need that and it you know it shows up in films all the time and the come the you know the archetypal figures that you see and you need these different ones you need the the kind of king or queen like figure or the boss mentor who does that brilliant thing you say here take a bit of attention to this or why not push this boundary? What's stopping you? Go for it. You need that voice and then you need the you need the one that's just the friend, the one that's just like, oh, that's amazing, mate. And you've got it. Oh, I love what you're doing. I love it, love it. And then you need the, you know, there's those peers, those warrior challenger types who are like, dude, that last episode, I have no idea what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. The guys that can really push it and say, Come on, you're getting, you know, you're getting slack. Get on it, get after it. You yeah. know, and and in a brilliant way, it's lovely. You, you will start playing that role. You see, you jumping in the sea all the time. Something and he's like, oh man, I gotta get, I gotta get out, I gotta get in this. And you know, you need those figures. And then there's this kind of wizardy figure, the one that brings the the strategy, the magic thinking. Sometimes again, these coaches that might offer the playbook with unique thinking and creativity. And and like you say, when you get those voices around you. Your life can take a really supportive different shape and you you know people notice them when those voices disappear
1: it's often the people you might think though yeah often complete strangers who like what you're doing or it's often Mm. somebody that you didn't see coming into your world or had no interest in your life before but they see what you're doing now you think that's right up my street i want to get involved there the parents and the 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 really kind close friends sometimes worry about you they sometimes think why are you wasting your time on that you know don't get hurt they're too they're too worried yeah. about your your um someone hurting your feelings or or somebody yeah. why is he wasting his time doing that he's never going to speak to them you see yeah. you know all that sort of stuff so it's often yeah. the support network comes from strangers and that's yeah. certainly what i found a lot of the people that reach out to me now i've never met them before yeah you know yeah. i have no idea it's an instagram or a social media relationship yeah. or friendship that is completely supportive yeah and I might never meet these people. A lot. Of, I've interviewed a lot of people, uh, guests from the states. So that, you, yeah. know, you pick up listeners in the, in America. I'm never going to meet some of these people. But my God, they they share. They 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 send high fives. That they, they they like so what they see yeah. in that community is just built yeah. through maybe your your own parents. Something. Why are you still jumping in that cold water? <laughs> are you sure? What about what about stones and what about how, jellyfish? And jellyfish. All, <laughs> all right, steady, <laughs> calm down. But it's it's funny, it's funny where support comes from. It's not always reason. Yeah. yeah. I love that
0: you do draw it from where you choose. I think that's that's f- fantastic. It's so easy to sort of pick some of the voices we think are the most important and then take the story that we think they're saying or the concerns. I actually love that chat of choosing where your support comes from, choosing where the, the encouragement is in in the fans or in the, the people that are at a distance. Um and it's you know, lovely because how easy is it to follow the comments or the negative insights that people have um actually there's a lot of love out there for this world of podcasting which is offering conversations offering these spectacular insights to to fascinating
1: people yeah but there's there's new shows opening or opening starting every day every week and it's everything's a challenge everything's just Sometimes it just knocks you off. Your, you, you think you're getting up the ladder, then you get knocked down a bit because someone with a big profile or, or they're going to start a show exactly like yours and you think, oh, no, they're <laughs> going to take all my guests. They're going to do this. These are mental battles I have every day. Yeah. But you just got to keep turning up, keep trucking, keep going, keep sending yeah. out numerous invites, Yeah, relentless amount of invites to people that you're never going to hear back from. And then the follow-up is very important as well. Because often yeah. you get, oh, I'm so sorry. I saw your email, I never got back to you. I've been chock a block, would love to do it. You think, thank god, I followed up. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. these little these little yeah. bits and pieces that you can do and they become habits and they become um, so important to the success of what you're doing. Yeah, that and how did some of that
0: form from the rugby feel? Because, uh, growing up, I, uh, I grew up like Southside of Glasgow, um rugby i went more for the like mountain bikes and guitars kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then rugby just kind of impresses me unendedly so there's something that seems to be innately humiliating about the rugby field where um you're going through the most brutal um padless physical contact done in a safe way and tactically but there's there's moments in it which just look humbling and and there's so many moments we think how did that person just get up from that move or you know their ears gushing with blood how do they just plod on you see all these other sports where the same injury would would sit someone out for the rest of the game what what was it like taking some of the
1: lessons for the rugby field well I think to to get up if you watch like Scotland versus Ireland yesterday there's a hell of a lot of brutal contacts in that game but these guys have been training for so long they're at the top of their game And to get there, their bodies are ready. Their bodies are pretty durable. There are some, you Mm -hmm. see broken hands, you see dodgy shoulders and all sorts of injuries and cut eyebrows, and you do see that all the time. But they've not just got there, they've gone through years, whether it be going through school, getting used to the knocks and the bangs, Mm. or they've gone through a decade of professional rugby. They're durable. And it's like anything in life. If you just turn up, you'll probably get beat. You know, if you just turn up without the training, without... track without sort of working out what you're supposed to do the amount of knockbacks i get every day whether it's out pitching for new business with the property company mm-hmm. or it's sending out um podcast invites and all you get knocked back all the time and you fail but on the rugby pitch when you fail or you drop the ball you get back up when you get smashed in the tackle you get back up if you can if you're not injured or something's not mm-hmm. going to wrong yeah. so the rugby players they've just got this durability to, to keep going but they've also got a good support network around them yeah. Their buddies are going to grab them and say, we need you, let's get going. And that's what I talked about sort of slightly earlier. When you have those mm-hmm. mentors or support network around you, it, it all relates. It's all very much about putting the time and putting the work in and you will get the results. And I, I mean, yeah. the Scotland team at the moment, I'm a passionate Scotland fan. I'm involved with Edinburgh Rugby on the media side and the, all things mm-hmm. like that. And it's hard to see them lose. But you know, God almighty, when they go on that field they're there to win they're there to play for their country they're there to give everything and you see them walking off they're devastated with a close loss at the weekend and they'll be back and the pundits are the will see all their bits and pieces but there's a lot of people out there that jump on a bandwagon when a team wins and then you see them across social media and twitter hammering into them when they lose and that i've got no time for you know i don't enjoy that in the slightest and uh, you got to support your team, win, lose, or draw. I know you can go after a coach, you can criticize somebody who misses a tackle, but at the end of the day, we're we're fans of the team and we want them to win. Yeah, and that's just me yeah. being a passionate supporter. So totally. I'm, I'm fortunate that I know quite a lot of the players, and there's not one of them that doesn't put their body on the line every single yeah. time they turn out. Yeah, but it's I don't know, I'm rambling, I've gone a bit, a bit off
0: piece there, but I like it. it. It's, there is a passion in these guys, like, there's something whenever we watch the game and uh, occasional times being in the stadium when the singing goes on and when that like lone piper gets up on the roof yep. absolutely chokes you up every time there's a there's like a universal emotion everyone in that place is experiencing of of uh, you know hope or <laughs> desire to see them succeed yeah. but even just to be in it together it is so powerful it's different than football it's different than gigs and live music that that moment of a scotland rugby match
1: is yeah. Like nothing else, eh? Murrayfield, it's they're all all games are fantastic, but when you've got the All Blacks at Murrayfield and the hackers going on and yeah. the pipes and the fireworks, oh what an event! What a, what and yeah. just hopefully we get back to that in some some sort of way within the next yeah. sort of I don't know, what will it be this year? Won't it be for the Six Nations. The Lions are maybe coming to the UK, yeah. and then it'll most likely be the Autumn Test. So let's so let's yeah. hope we get some fans back in. Yeah, it'll uh, we'll come, mate. hey yeah. and I, I I love what you're saying about the
0: the sort of um. Dedication that they have. I, I, I met a uh, Chris Cussiter yeah. a few years ago who um I was I was listening to you interview him. He actually he came for a guitar lesson about 10 years ago, he was a guitar yeah. tutor in in Glasgow. And that just guy came in, had no idea who he was. He came in and he was he was an infinitely better guitar player than I was. I really he came really for one. I was the teacher, he came for a lesson, <laughs> and he was he was smashing, he was phenomenal. I, you know, you try and take the coaching mentality and see, can of get him to where he wants to go in this session? So I just met him very briefly, but was, was blown away. And then I think about three weeks later I was on the bus Saw this bloke in the paper with a rugby top. I thought like, I think I taught that guy a guitar lesson.
1: <laughs> and he was he was a phenom. Yeah, a real. He's talent. a, a talented guy, a very clever, intelligent, fantastic rugby player, and he's based over in LA now. You know, he's got yeah. a whiskey alcohol company, and he's yeah. doing great things. He's a, a top guy. Yeah, yeah. So these it's inspiring seeing it, and, and and mate, you know, like
0: the lockdown time that that we've been in. Um, one of the things that got me really interested is just the nature that you had to, to take that and to choose to grow and to really get after it. I mean, it seems like you've, you've gone for a load of podcast episodes, loads with the business, the community. Well, what, what got you thinking that? Because for many, I think lockdown's just been this sense of trying to survive, and that's grand if that was it, or it was a, a time to dabble in something. But it seems like it's galvanised something for you and the family. How,
1: how's that been for you? Um, the, the, the simplest way to say it is we went all in. We, we yeah. just, I moved all my, for the podcast specifically, the, the property industry has been, as well documented, extremely difficult, extremely hard with the students going home and all these sorts of things. We can see recovery coming now. And as um, schools are going back, we hope universities follow and we see a bit of a, a resurgence in the property market, which, yeah. if I, as I touch, touch my desk here, it's not been all doom and gloom in the property industry, but it's been hard. You know, it's been yeah. a, it's been split teams, um, home working, it's been doing what we can safely, PPE, and everyone's got the same struggles and some mm-hmm. people are a lot, lot worse. So I can't complain too much that we've been able to trade and we've been able to move people in and out of property safely and we've been able to to keep going. And I've not lost any staff and we're still here. You know, and that I'm thankful yeah. for that. But on the podcast side of things and with Get After It, I went all in. I realised... All my shows previously had been face-to-face in my a studio that I had at the back of my office in Brunsfield. Yeah. And that was fantastic, and I loved my show. And I was at, I don't know, I was probably about 80, 90 episodes. And Abby, it was my wife, said, you've got to bring your kit home. Mm. And I was like, well, why? She was like, well, everyone, look at, look at social media. People are now doing more interviews online, and I'd never considered it. And my first guest, I messaged um, Adam Hastings, Scotland standoff, And I said, hi, mate, what's happening? Um, Not done ever. I've never done an online um, podcast. Fancy it. And he was like, yeah, actually, let's go. Let's do it. And we had a right old laugh. We had an hour together. He was on his phone in his kitchen. We're talking all sorts of nonsense. (laughs) And I got the bug. And on that call, my producer, Keith, was on as well. So it was the three of us. Keith was listening in. And then after it, Keith and I said, this might work. So I just got got, got to work and started sending emails to... All sorts of folk and like when I think of rugby, I think of the All Blacks, I think of Sean Fitzpatrick, the the legendary captain and there he is on Twitter and I follow him but his message box is open. You know some people on Twitter, you can't uh, can't private message them, well his was open. So I just, hi Sean, I'm Nashie, Uh, I host a podcast, I've had a few rugby players and would you like to come on But a day later, hi Nashie, let's do it because everyone was sitting at home. Yeah everyone was locked down and he, I knew he lived in London and it just grew from there. And one thing leads to another and people start recommending, why don't you go after him? Or have you spoken to that Mm -hmm. person or that lady or that athlete? And it just grew. And I really sort of knocked up about 50, 50 shows quite quick, got well over a hundred shows. And it's never stopped. the, The passion for it has never slowed down. Um, I still send, I now record everything myself, so I've picked up some skills, I can now edit yeah. on iMovie, I've started uploading my shows to YouTube, yeah. and all sorts of stuff, so it's just developing skills and developing that opportunity that everyone's doing now, as we are doing now online, yeah.
0: you know, everybody's
1: yeah. doing it that way, and um, there's the odd show that you see someone will be sitting across the table, and you think, how have they travelled, are they doing it right, but then you can't let that get to you, you just yeah, got to keep yeah. going down your own path. I'm yeah. desperate to get back in front of folk and sit in a studio yeah. and and chat Give away a cup, of tea, eh? cup of tea and all that sort of stuff <laughs> and, and just chat to somebody you know shake a hand and all that you know yeah. there's a real bond that you have yeah. with people when you sit for an hour and that's something that is so good like as, as we sit here i've got three kids sound asleep there's no interruptions that's... on a podcast when you know you've got that hour the hour and a half you, you get a decent chat with somebody And I I love that, I really enjoy it And I'm thankful that I get to delve into a lot of interesting people's past and story And what they're up to now Yeah, that's classic
0: So, you know, there's that lovely experience you get of getting the chat And and I think there is something special about the conversation You know, for me, the the headphones are in just now And um, we we don't have, have kisses yet But, you know, it's that choice of just tuning in to someone with the headphones on and uh, just taking in someone's life I think that's that's the privilege at the minute and the world is getting pretty pretty deaf to a lot of um others thinking it's a lot of tension through we've seen it through politics or through trying to understand people and there's something for me of the world of podcasting which I th- I'm pretty hopeful for what it offers back into the world in a in a big way you know I don't know if it will save save us from ourselves but there, there is something for me of seeing a lot of understanding come back into political thinking or into um people when they think about religion when they think about work when they think about family uh, to actually just hear a conversation between two people with different experience i think there's something more than hopeful about
1: it there's a podcast for everyone you know but yeah. e- even on my show there's so much diversity in the guests there isn't what I was just originally rugby and property mm-hmm. and then I started I invited a guy on that had climbed Mount Everest a friend of mine I used to play rugby against him he was in a Glasgow right. he played for Glasgow Hawks and I played for Watsonians and then years had gone by and he climbed Everest and he was like Nashie why would I come on the property rugby club <laughs> and I was like going, come on you're in Edinburgh come on the show and we'll have a chat and it was a great yeah. story I'd never met anybody that had climbed Everest before and he talked about the death zone and things have progressed from there to other mountaineers but it got me sort of motivated and inspired i've got to change the name of this i've got to really open this up because there's so Mm. many conversations i don't it's going to be i'm going to lose listeners if it's just property and rugby every single week so maybe four or five shows were just property and rugby try to go from how to set up an hmo property and how was the game at the weekend you know and it was kind of the same same and it just really moved quite quickly into on oh, get after it with Nashi. There's a bit of an American sort of slant on that. Get after it. It's kind of an American um, slogan or saying. And there's a couple of big brands that use the get after it, uh, use get after it as their brand that I've actually partnered with now that's actually, I didn't see it coming, but they're now actually involved in what I do and I use their protein and their fitness drinks and their kit and all that sort of stuff. So that actually worked out quite well, but with get after it, it goes to business. It goes to sport. It goes to being a parent. It goes to all walks of life that you can choose to get after it and improve your life and get up in the morning and try and go and get after it. You know, that's what happens. So that's, that's what my show is all about. It's just, Try and inspire people to just keep yeah. going, not give up and, you know. Yeah. yeah there's.
0: I think the the interesting thing around the time with, with COVID stuff or lockdown is there's been a, a bit of an awareness that the way to change stuff in the world is just action. It's mm. pure action. Putting a decision into, into action is how things actually materialize. So I know so often it's like there's the idea, there's the idea or there's an interest people have. And just that thing of putting something out in the world, as, as a podcast is a great example, suddenly things in the universe seem to start turning towards it. And people then listen out for, you know, oh, you've got to speak to Nashi. He's interested in these people and the doors start opening. And it, it kind of turns it because action does actually seem to create some kind of momentum in itself that jumps between the narratives of lockdown and, you know, pandemic and, and the stress that that can bring. It's a real flip that, that you do there by saying actually I'm putting something else out in the world and I'm going to see what comes back at me from the universe when uh, you make a decision
1: on that way. put it I do it all the time, I do it all the time, I put yeah. stuff out on social media Um, I have no idea if it's going to take off, I have no idea if people are going to care, if people are going to see it if people are going to ridicule it and a, a simple example was yesterday um, I've got a friend called Stevie who owns an adventure company in East Lothian called Ocean Vertical a really close friend of mine, and we both love paddleboarding and yeah. co-steering, jumping off the rocks at Dunbar and all the locations. And we are desperately wanting to do an event together. And I want to take some beach beach fitness and some cold water dunking and all that sort of stuff. Mom. Okay. You get there in the morning, we'll do some fitness. We'll be up and down the sand dunes. We'll be on the battle ropes, the burpees, and we'll get the fitness done. Then we'll be in the sea. Then we'll get the wetsuits on. Then he'll take us paddle boarding and we'll jump off the cliffs. And it's a real adventure day. And we've talked about it together. Abby knows about it. Now that lockdown, that sort of, um, you're allowed a certain amount of numbers with a professional guide and sporting event and things like that. So we can potentially do something with Mm -hmm. the right amount of numbers. So I just put it out there. And I said, Steve, if we get 10 people that say yes on this, now it doesn't mean they're going to desperately turn up, but we've got over 50. We've got over 50 people. And I just threw that out yesterday. I was sitting in the garage um, the kids were running about. I was, I can't remember. I was tidying up the garage. I was like, I'm gonna just send this out now, and I acted on it. Now, if we'd got no responses, we're still gonna do it. But I find <laughs> it. Yeah, we. The two of us will have a great day. But if yeah, if you have an idea, try it. You know, just yeah. try it. Have a go. What's the worst that can happen? You know, it's that. old, you know, we get one shot at this. And you might, yeah. feel you're stupid. And the, the main thing is you'll think more about your friends who will think you're stupid. You don't know about the tons of folk that you don't know that like your idea. Yeah. You don't know that they're out there waiting. And all these people that you don't know yet are thinking, I like that. I like jumping off cliffs and going paddle boarding a fire pit and burpees. I'm in. But your best mate who you've known forever thinks, don't be stupid. That's not me. <laughs> you remember, he's never done anything like that in his life. Yeah. So you might call it stupid, but all the other people that want to do it, and you find new opportunities and people. So, I'm a big believer in trying and failing. Yeah. When you're trying, it succeeds; it's even better. Yeah, and uh-huh. I mentioned, you know, how you do what
0: you do, because um, there's a lot of dunking in the sea and and the ropes and, and getting going in it. What if what kind of relationship do you have to the cold and to Getting into that, how did you become uh, best
1: pals with being Baltic? (laughs) Well, well, I'm I'm not at all. And if you come with me ever, you'll see that I hate it. Yeah. To the point I know I can do it and you can do it and everybody can get in cold water. But standing on the rocks before I jump in, I'm (laughs) constantly battling against myself. And once I'm in, I'm constantly thinking about getting out as quick as I can. But it's that mind pushing myself to do it. And I'm fortunate that I'm close to the sea that I can run down with the dog and we're ready to go and I'll have a GoPro with me and we'll, we'll create something yeah. um, while we're there. But every day is a battle. You know, people that say, I love the cold water. I, yeah, I know you, hmm. I know what you mean, but it's painful. It's uncomfortable. Your fingers and your toes are screaming after it. There's yeah. something about it that makes you feel, I don't know, it makes you feel alive and you, you've taken yeah. that hard thing off. You know, yeah. you've done it and I often do it early morning. I haven't been in yeah. the sea today. I, I I sometimes pick months where I'll do a, every day I'm going in for the month. We did December, we did, I think, the January, we did February. I haven't been in today. I was in yesterday. I might go tomorrow. Yeah. It's something that I like to do as often as possible because it's hard and it challenges me, but there's not a day that I think, oh, I can't wait to get in the water. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. And especially when it's the first thing you've done during the day, no breakfast, kids yeah. are still asleep, sometimes still pitch black and I've got the head torch on. You jump in that freezing cold sea, you know, it tells you, OK, you've done it. Let's keep going. Yeah. And often there's not anything that's going to happen in the day that's going to be worse.
0: Yeah, that's a good reason for a lot of it. I mean, I've, I've gone as far as turning the shower dial freezing cold <laughs> um, for as cold as the shower gets. And getting into that, there, there was this feeling that, OK, probably nothing else that comes up in the day. I'm hoping, is going to be as, as brutal as me choosing to be freezing <laughs> yeah. in this for a minute. And then you get that, you know, buzz and elation the fingers and toes feel. It's easy to go
1: or, or just flow through a day. It's yeah. so easy. And I do it. You know, we all do it and we flow through. And there's lots of people and I don't sort of live my life like this. And maybe I should. But a lot of people, you know, you've heard the things. If, if you look back at your day, would you be proud of yourself? Often, no. I am just a regular guy, I'm just a dad mm. But there's little things you can do throughout the day You think, well, oh, that was quite good That was a good thing to have done today And for me, yeah. if it's jumping in the sea or smashing the battle ropes Or, you know, sometimes it'll be a deal or a flat that gets rented at work Something that's been, you've really worked hard at Or something that is miserable that yeah. you accomplished yeah. It's important to do these little things, I think You know, and yeah. as, as unimportant as they might be to someone else If it's good for you And what has been good for me is I put a lot of it on social media. My wife Abby, she, she's crazier. She she's <laughs> in there doing lengths and laps and I mean. And there's a community here where I live in East Lothian of tons of cold water dunkers, swimmers. All this. Oh, stuff. Right. There's not much right. wetsuit. Not many wetsuits going on. <laughs> you know, they're they're just all jumping in, and I, I'm inspired by them. You know, because they're they're not out there building a brand or a business or or yeah. creating communities. They're just doing it for their own well being, and I love yeah. being around them. They're brilliant. Yeah.
0: It's pretty inspiring, eh? um, There's a lot of ideas, I think, coming back around now that used to, maybe they fell out of popularity for a while, stoicism and thinking that would, I suppose, be sort of a a process of reflecting on the day and looking at it soberly. So not overly optimistic, kidding yourself, and not too harsh either, but to have like a sober look at how has the day been... Yeah. What am I? What I'm proud of. Um, and what's what's tomorrow? What's on the list? How how do you look at your day and and think about the day? Uh, what what kind of practically do you use to think through a process, a win or or just an average day?
1: Work wise, um, I'm very old school. I, I do have a written diary, but that's yeah. also backed up by my my company diary. That the whole company, everyone in the company, sort of abides or abides by everyone. that runs our day. <laughs> you know, the, the, the diary I know what properties I've got to be at, I know where I've got to be at what time. Um, I'm bit old school like that, but tomorrow I know what my work day is. Right now, I don't know if I'm going to see sea in the morning, I don't know if I'm running because I don't know what which one of the kids is going to be up at four or five mm. or, or what the what the process is going to be. A lot of the fitness that we do here, and I, I put a post out recently, it's, it's very, very a lot of body weight stuff, a lot of reactive stuff, and it's a lot of a lot of the stuff we do here is not in gym kit or we're ready for it or it's planned Mm. it's Mm. reactive it's really really reactive if I get home from work and I'll be the kids are settled and the sun's still shining and I'm gonna nip down for a dunk she'll like go I'll do it when you get back happens all the time that's how we live our life there is a lot of structure but there's also a lot of I've got an opportunity here I've got 15 minutes let's go and in 15 minutes I can get the battle ropes going I can I know how many burpees I can do yeah. And it really is like that for fitness. And fire pit takes 10 minutes to light up. Yeah. We can have the steaks on and bacon and eggs in the morning really, really quick when we've not even yeah. planned it because we know the rain's coming in an hour. A lot yeah. of our life is like that. It's kind of, there's structure there. The boys have got football at 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning. We'll be there for that. But come 10 o'clock, we don't know if we're in the park or in the sea.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. we live a lot of our life like that because it's the kind of way we've... We've, un- it's just kind of unfolded like that. And we're, we're fortunate in East Lothian, we've got a lot of cool stuff around us that, that yeah. we can do those sorts of things. So there's definite structure. And my nine, to, I don't have a nine to five for, with owning the company. There's a lot of, you just have to do a lot of extra stuff. Yeah. But look the, the yeah. doors, the company's open nine to five, Monday to Friday, and there's structure in there. And I know what my responsibilities are. And yeah. so does my business partner and the guys and the team. But after that, but half my team don't know I'll be in the sea before I see them in the morning. Yeah, they don't realise that that's been done at six o'clock in the morning because I got up and there was no kids up yet, and I'm out. Go go go! Just go. grab it. Yeah, just yeah. go. Shoes on. Dogs ready. Dogs always ready. Dogs always <laughs> at the door. Good to go. You so know, without repeating myself, there's structure, but we are up for adventure and, and yeah. getting cold, and wet, and a training session in, and all sorts whenever we can, using time it's as normal, best as possible. Man that's so
0: like it's really reassuring to me as someone that like loves the personal development world loves thinking about getting you know well-being up and all the different stuff I can try to do that but see having someone chatting about living the full family life and running the business and and that it isn't that you're a slave to a calendar that you hit all these specific tasks at that time and if you don't then you know you're out of your efficiency actually like I love that you're just grabbing moments and just saying, I've got 15 minutes here. Let's go and and choosing it and letting it be a bit more chaotic with the reality of, of life.
1: Can, can I say but COVID's changed a lot for me. Mm-hmm. I, I was 100% a lot of the time first in last to leave at work at the, at the core business, at the yeah. property company. And in the back of the company, I had my podcast studio. So if guests were coming in, it would be after my day job. And it would be at night time. So I'd miss dinner. I'd miss bath time with the kids. Sure, That that always, that happened. That's the way life was. Got to go. Got to get into work. Got to rent a fast. What's on today? Boom, boom, boom. And I wasn't, I'm still not that tech savvy. I didn't have my emails on my phone. I I didn't have any of that. I never, when I went to work, and I I know this is because I I mentioned them earlier, the mentors I I mentioned, they're old school. So he you go to work, son. Get in, get there covid has forced me to be home and it's mm-hmm. completely changed my life i've had more breakfast with the kids i'm home for dinner I'm, I'm here they're in bed and you and i can do a podcast yeah and i can get to this and you know it's, it's forced me my i do now have my emails i'm contactable everywhere now and that's fine because i've had to be to keep the business going but i've, I've allowed it don't get me wrong i don't get it right every time there are times where I have to do the long days at work, but there's times now I can come home and be present in the house and still do my emails. Yeah. I don't have to be tied to my desk in Brunsfield. Didn't do that for 50, the company 16 years now, you know, 16 sure. years old. So 14, 15 years of that. That's what yeah. I did. That's how we built the business. Yeah. in you know, COVID. What does it
0: um, What does it mean to you now to have that sort of everything is in your hands and you can
1: you can work it together? Well, I won't go back to the old way. Yeah. You still put the hard days in. You still got to be, if someone wants to sell their property and they want you to be there at eight o'clock at night, there's still those days. you've got to do the yeah. business. You've got yeah. to make it happen. But there's 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 compromises. And I even see it in, in renting property. It's people that are leaving city centre to move out of town. Yeah. I've realised I, I don't have to be in the city centre to do this. I can do this remotely. And it's going to change a lot. There's a lot yeah. that will go back to the same old ways. A lot of businesses and people will go back to the same old way. But... I'm going to work really hard to try not to because yeah. we've proven that the business can operate remotely. When we were shut down completely and no one was in the office, we still operated. We still were there. We still ran a property company. Now we're back um, on a sort of split 50 50 shift with s- some yeah. office based people that are at home, with the rest of us are out and about. We can still operate in this new sort of COVID world. Yeah. And that has changed a lot for me, definitely. And I'd say it's for a positive, definitely. Nah. It's going to be, um, it's just going to be really interesting
0: what the future has, like this sort of year in a lot of ways for for us. We're in South Queen's so similar, maybe distance from the city centre and and just by the sea. So, um, you know, looking at that, it's very appealing. But there is this, uh, it's just been a lovely change of pace for us and I know it's been a lot of suffering for many people, but um, I think it's just brought home this idea of putting life together in a way that works for individuals, for work, for family, for time. And um, to appreciate bringing it home and being able to connect with family, being able to have time, maybe be less slave to the calendar and the next thing. Um, and it, yeah, there's a lot about this it has been a kind of golden time. Which actually sometimes... Homeschool has not
1: been so golden. Aye, I bet. That, that's been a bit of a challenge. I'm certainly not a teacher in... Um, huge respect to the teachers for what they do for our kids and the way yeah. they educate them and everything. But, oh, geez, that homeschool. So the, there's been good days and bad days. Yeah. And this most recent lockdown has been completely different to the first one when we were not allowed to go out, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. when we were not allowed to leave our houses and things like that. But I feel we're getting through it. And now yeah. my kids all being so young, they are all back at school and nursery. So there's a bit more, okay, a bit more structure there. And I feel that I'm not... Uh, what am I saying? I'm not making them dumber by trying to be their teacher is probably what, <laughs> what I need to say. Because dad dad trying to educate them is is almost laughable. Because I, I wasn't that route, I wasn't that sort of education route university. I very much right. brought up the old school way of go to work and, and learn yeah. learn from the ground up and clean the toilets and learn how a property works and all that sort uh-huh. of stuff. And that's what uh-huh. I came through. So yeah. they, me trying to teach the kids their ABCs and all that I can do the bare minimum <laughs> uh, But I'm thankful that they're back at school now
0: Yeah And uh, I'm sort of interested I, When I was growing up I had a, a chronic fatigue sort of thing For about, oh, about four years of school So I missed a big, what, I mm-hmm. had school, a big chunk Um, Had a few tutors popping in and stuff But for the most part missed a chunk And um, I, was, I was interested how the reaction was of what the effect will be on kids now And the generation coming up And I heard one parent who was like I just wish they'd stop saying These kids are the lost generation It just sounds like a, It sounds ridiculous You think surely they are They're going to learn differently They're going to learn Maybe in the way that That your upbringing got you Which is a different mindset To get after it um, Which isn't just necessarily Going to be provided to you By your education Or by the school But there could be opportunity in it to to go for your
1: own route to carve something else out what, what are you hoping for for the kids well my, my role in it is I'm not a good teacher as in the academics but not to quit is something I can instill and to yeah. turn up every time and to deal with failure I can I can teach those traits of how to sort of keep going back and even at such a young age now we do do things where they can My my boys can light a, can strike a match and light yeah. a fire at three years old and i put that i put those videos on instagram and granny's granny's kicking <laughs> off you know <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing and like, he's safe i'm right with them but there'll be skills and things and that's nothing to do with leadership or, or dealing with failure but i'm trying <laughs> to put my kids into situations that they're going to learn different things quite early from me yeah you know but the way the world is now, the kids, we, we try not to give them their phones and let them watch the TV mm. too much, but that's the way the world is. We're the odd ones out if we don't do that. Sure. You know, my kids at three years old can turn, on, can turn on an iPhone. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, and it's in fair play to any parents out there, the kids can't do that. And I yeah. don't know how my mom dealt with me and changed nappies and all that without giving me a phone to distract me when I was a baby. <laughs> you know, the old yeah. school parenting and all that, they must have had ways of distracting kids that we now use technology so kids growing up these days there is a big emphasis on technology and computers and there'll be algorithms and all these sorts of things but for me it's it's trying to teach the kids and it's it's i see a lot i deal with a lot of students that they they don't know how to do basic things they Mm -hmm. don't they don't deal well with rejection right participation medals I've got an issue with and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and that's just mm-hmm. me a lot of people disagree with that that every kid should have their chance and this and that and the other but my, my boys have cried at football practice and the, the coach has tried to give them medals before and I've, I've taken them by the hand away because they don't deserve it yeah. and I don't I I'm the odd one out there potentially and I was that day and Abby was mortified but I did it <clears> and <throat> I wasn't going to have it and it's it's something I will try and instill in the boys and, and my daughter that if you turn up you try your best you know, yeah. if you try your best, no one can ask any more of you. And if yeah. your best isn't, if you don't win or you come last, you still tried. Yeah. And that's something as a dad that I can try and instill and I don't want them to lose it. Yeah. And as I said at the start of your question there, work ethic and don't give up. You know, because that will get, that'll get you places. If you don't give up and you keep trying, and I say it quite a lot, there's a, a famous guy that I follow in America, who. that's another thing about mentors. They don't always have to be physical. Yeah. Stacks of mentors that, for that Twitter, yeah. Instagram, tons of mentors, people that I follow. I'll never ever meet these people. Chasing quite a few of them for uh, chats on my podcast. Absolutely. Come on! But if the front door's shut, go in the window. You know, if something's shut in front of you, keep knocking yeah. or try a different route. You know, because you'll you'll often find oh that that's open. Let's yeah. go that way. and I didn't know I yeah. want to get to that person or I want to achieve that. I want that job, but. Okay, I understand. I can't just get that job. I've got to take that one first and then climb the ladder that way. Oh, yeah. God, that that gets cut off and that person got the job. I've got to find another route. Well, there's another company doing the same thing. How do I get in there? Who do I need to meet? And it's about working out. And I want my kids to have those opportunities and know that just because the first opportunity was cancelled or someone said no to you, uh-huh. all right, you know, I get that all the time the gatekeeper, yeah. the publisher says, no, 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 they're not coming on your show. They're too busy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go and get their wife on my show. Yeah. You know, and I'll interview their wife <laughs> okay. yeah. or I'll interview their best friend or yeah. I'll see so-and-so knows so-and-so. Yeah. You're right. Well, their agent said no, but if I interview their best friend, there's a real good chance <laughs> once good. I build that relationship or mm-hmm. they then see me doing... <laughs> working with fire and jumping in cold water well, that guy does what i do and then i go in a, a little while later say look thank, thanks so much coming on my show you fancy a catch up instagram live yeah actually yeah. that sounds cool do it and then after that a relationship is built and then a year down the line you say any chance of an intro to so-and-so yeah. no problem Nashie. I'm, I'm i'm seeing him at the weekend and then you get direct there so you get shut down first up yeah find the route don't just quit yeah. keep going that's massive isn't it like
0: i you know with with the stuff growing up and whatever being exposed to some kind of reasonable suffering that you know your family will get you through when you're getting past it or people will go with you yeah but the lessons are absolutely irreplaceable to you know to not just be told shut it down or give up and just be
1: with what the universe chucked you Man, that's massive and I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it you know I don't think we trade it but something that's also and and I'm not necessarily doing this I'll be in property my whole life but it's okay to change yeah you know there's a lot of people and as I say I'm 37 I look around a lot of people a lot of the old folks in my world in my life they're the same thing their whole life yeah and they're only going to start trying stuff when they retire I've got a bit of time now but your back's gone you know, and you, you need a walking stick or you're worried about your health, you know. Yeah. I think it's all right to change and, I, and certainly not changing what I'm doing now, but I'm, Abby and I realise now that let's do what we can now. Yeah. And not look yeah. back. and you know, we can't do everything we want to do, you know, and lockdown yeah. stopped us, but we still, when we, we put it on social media because there's strangers and all sorts of people coming with us on these journeys and enjoying yeah. the stuff we put out and the podcast journey and everything that we're doing. But... I certainly don't want to be that person that gets to retirement age who goes, oh, the kids are all right and this, that and the other and oh, we paid the house off and you oh, great, that's brilliant and oh, knackered, I, yeah. I wish I'd done that hill or I wish I'd gone to that event yeah. and competed yeah. but I can't now. Yeah. So I don't know, we try and I think there's a lot of people that will look back one day and think Jesus, maybe I should have gone that route yeah. my whole life and maybe I should have tried yeah. that thing I wish I had.
0: And I'm I'm up for the wee um, the wee crisis in the thirties of like am I am I doing all the right things enchanting to mates who are interested in two things and they're like I don't it's overwhelming which one do I go for and can I do them both and then and maybe again the podcast like, thing's been great because you see people that have four careers and passions and they sort of spin them all out of interest think well maybe well that's I think the it's thing okay and to just it, crack on with it
1: well it is okay to crack on with it and it is okay to try because. I've got, I mean, if me, I've got property, uh, dad life, I've got fire pits, yeah. I've, yeah. I've got adventures, rugby, you name it, it's all going on, but it's not for everybody. The people that like seeing my bacon and eggs on the fire pit maybe hate rugby. But they'll <laughs> still follow me for that sort of thing, or they'll get interested, or they'll send me some comments, or, Nashi, have you tried cooking this sort of thing, or have you done this? Sure. Everybody, there's no harm in trying anything, yeah. you know? Give that. it a shot. What's the worst that yeah. could happen, you know? And it's, like I said earlier, it's it's often the closest people that you know that'll put you off what you really want to do. You know, and it's got nothing to do with them. You want to do something yourself, go and try it. You know, go and try it and you'll love it. I said recently, I talked about jujitsu. There's not a... Are you going to do it? Do you do it? No, 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 I'm I'm going to. And I I I talked about it on on my podcast. I was interviewing a lady, uh, a lady, she'll laugh if she ever hears this, I called her a lady, Hannah Buchanan, one of my wife's best pal. Um, Hannah, and I was talking to her about the things that you, you love to do that you put off because you think, mm, I'm not going to do that. And it's just because I've been lazy and I haven't got off Mars and tried it. There is a, there is a what they call it, a fight club? A, there is a, a, a jiu-jitsu gym within 10 minutes of my house. As soon right. as I said it on the podcast, a couple of really close friends said, I'll come with you. You know, oh, let's do it. I've always wanted to do it. And there's a huge jujitsu community of people that I've interviewed. Yeah. And in core skills. And we've tried the kids at judo. Not that I know that I did the right thing. I just thought they were a wee bit young for what was going on. I thought, I'm going to get football and let them play and get muddy and then they'll come into martial arts, I think. I unfortunately don't have any martial arts training or anything like that, but I like the discipline in it. I think it'll be good for the kids. And I don't want to get to a point when I think, God, I always wanted to try that and I never did it. At 37, I think I can still have a shot. I can still have a go. And now I talk quite openly about it. And as soon as I mentioned it on a podcast, I got really close, close friends saying, let's do it. Yeah. And then I got motivated. I got inspired about it. I was like, all right, let's do it. Come on. As soon as these gyms open up, let's get up there and have a wrestle and see what happens. And you never know, it might be my new thing. I don't know. Yeah, so I, good, mate. You just got to talk about it and put it out there, put the energy out there, and you never know what's going to come back.
0: Yeah. Oh, mate, right. I love it. Um, I appreciate the the time you jumped in. It's been, oh, it's been really good. Here and I'm, I'm excited for all the different stuff that's coming up and uh, the way that you've you've just gone after it in your own words. It's totally inspiring. Um and I, I think I've noticed myself just getting a bit slower on my podcasting, which which has been a joyful hobby for me. Um and I jumped on you, a few. How weeks did you ago. get in,
1: how did you get started in podcasting? Yeah, did you know, I um I got
0: right into the podcast stuff through um I was listening to a bunch of stuff on Joe Rogan yeah, yeah. and a uh, classic, you know, route in classic gateway in and uh, Tim Ferriss was another big fan of mine. And I'd, I'd started to listen to their interviews just blew me open to this world of fascinating individuals. I saw the Elon Musk conversation that happened and um, thought there's a, there's something interesting here. And I was then having a sabbatical with my work. And part of my interest was to explore how leaders and interesting people do what they do, how they do it and what the future is. So I thought I could, you know, I could do a survey, I could email them, I could interview them. And it kind of got me thinking. well, what if I did a podcast and had a conversation with people that do interesting stuff? and just captured it and tried to learn from interesting people across all walks of life. So on the sabbatical, bought a, bought a microphone, um, sat down with a buddy who works in music and gaming and, and mental health stuff. And just discovered, you know, it was something I loved. And so I've just been starting to explore with people um, across the world of music, mental health, creativity, yourself, fitness and sport, um, marketing, faith, spirituality, a lot. And it's got me just learning. You know, that's been the interest is it's it's given me these um, experiences where I've got to hear from how fascinating people work and
1: what their tactics are and techniques and commitments are it's something that people rarely do and i i, I do it because i've got the podcast yeah but see, see if people like like say, say you and me like if you said to me nash am start a coffee company tomorrow yeah my my first thing would be because i've got the show right what's the biggest coffee company in the world where do i start I would yeah. go. I would go straight to that—the biggest one out there—because it'll be it'll be good exposure for my show, and I'll probably get knocked back. i knocked back, but then I'll I'll find somebody that's really influential in the coffee world, and I do that because I've got a podcast. See if you and I didn't have podcast and we just had this conversation. Yeah, going to start a coffee company. It's not the done thing to think in everyday life, right? I'm going to go and pick someone's brains in the biggest yeah. company in the world, and I'm going to push myself to be the best. You know podcast and opens up a whole new thing because i've got something i can offer somebody they can tell their story on my show and what they are doing while i'm interviewing them is they're they're giving me knowledge and expertise and all sorts of stuff whereas in the world people will give you their time if you just ask yeah ask the right questions and you look for help there's good people out there that will give you their time yeah and it's it's something you mentioned there about joe rogan and he—he's someone that inspires me daily. He's got a great, yeah. an unbelievable podcast. It's well documented that he just got the the gig off Spotify. I think over a hundred million dollars. He got. Yeah, it's huge. I, I'm not chasing that, but what I like about the Joe Rogan podcast is the way he talks about his health, his fitness. Mm-hmm. Now granted, he he likes to smoke marijuana and he likes to, he likes a whiskey and he's a bit wild and he's, you know, he is a black belt in jiu-jitsu and all these sorts of things. Yeah. But he's 53 now. If you go back, say 12, 13 years, mm-hmm. and he's in his early forties. His first podcasts are, her- are they're terrible. It's you just know,
0: three hours of banter with his pals well, on
1: it? on like it was like in remember Napster and all that sort of stuff. It's yeah. in that sort of world it's it's on um, MySpace and all that. It's so rubbish. Now they didn't have the technology yeah. by then, but he's the number one in the world. He's the biggest show in the world now. Yeah. Now, granted, he's got a huge comedy following. UFC. He's got a lot of profile, and he's a. A-list celebrity But he started When he started It was rubbish Yeah My first podcast Was crap I tried to do my First ever intro In front of my Two really close mates A rugby player And a property guy I, I forgot their names I, You know <laughs> 160 shows later I'm still making Huge mistakes Yeah But I've not stopped I've not given up and if You look that's at that's someone that. Like Joe Rogan Who's interviewing Elon Musk Like the real life Tony Stark You know Iron Man He's he, He's interviewing <laughs> the best of the best. He still Damn, makes yeah, mistakes yeah. every day yeah. and he yeah. talks about them and he swears and he goes, what, what was that person's name? Imagine you and me on a show and and we like I'll be interviewing somebody and I'll forget someone's name and I'll, in the oh God, I'm panicking, I'm panicking, I'm panicking. Joe Rogan kind of goes, what the, what was his name? He doesn't care. He's yeah. relaxed. He's yeah. just taking it easy. And if <laughs> I can get into that, it might take me 500 shows but it's all a process to get to where yeah. I want to go. And it's like any yeah. walk of life. The first time you try something new, if you're looking to change your life, if you're looking to make that first batch of coffee, it's going to be crap. Aye. It's going to be rubbish. You've got to do it. But the next one will be all right. And the next one and the next one, and the next one and you just keep coming back. Yeah. I don't know. You can change. You can do all sorts of stuff. I go off. I told you I would go off on so some good,
0: mate. Stuff and- no, it's totally true. Because there is this thing. I like, I used to do a radio station on a cassette recorder with my brother, I oh. think we just made fart noises for three hours. Like, huh. you know, age ten, that was that was what we did. Uh, that was probably the early days of podcasts. As it was be like Sony cassette recorders yeah. and just blab on it for for two hours. But the you know you get into that and then starting the podcast, listening back, think who is that guy? Like, why does that? listen to myself, thinking, why are you laughing at everything <laughs> that they're yeah. saying? And you know you kind of refine it and you get that. Positive humility going on and to, Okay, try this, try that And then you just keep going And keep going And uh, it's surprising the stories you get I remember someone hearing about a, a story around mental health And how um there was an exploration of using the ketogenic diet To help manage um bipolar disorder And uh, I mean it kind of blew me away this chat And then heard stories that someone had heard a conversation about it And then had tried it And they'd been on a, you know, an even keel um, in, their, in their sense for four or five days, first time in years. And uh, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, like people are just listening to two couple of folk talking, but it could actually change their health or their well-being. Um, they could get inspired by it. And uh, I think that's important. I, I think there's something about it that, you know, you're not thinking about it when you're in the middle of the chat, but it definitely yeah. keeps you going when it feels hard or you get those
1: rejections or just nothing back from folks. I feel that um, if I if I think back through all the stuff I've said to you tonight, and you you know will someone be inspired by? That? I don't know. I've just I've just kind of spoken and told the truth of how how, yeah. how I do what I do. Yeah, you know. And if someone says no, find another route, and all these sorts of things. But the, the experience of podcasting is it, it it catches me off guard a lot. I've got a show coming out this week with a guy called Mike Sirelli. he's a former Navy SEAL based over in Austin, Texas. Bit of a decorated, basically American hero. And he talks about, uh, he was he was in Ramadi, Iraq, and he told me a story that a grenade came over the rooftop and his best friend Mikey dived on the grenade. And he started well enough yeah. on screen. He's right. in Texas, yeah. I'm here, and he's slowly, and he started. Yeah. And it's, I didn't know, I'd never really had, I'd, I've had a few military guests on and some, some really graphic stories told. This one, well, I, I didn't know what to say. I, I, you know, I went quiet. I, I didn't know how to react. And you can just put yourself into these situations with other people who have been through so much hardship in, in your mm. life. And I came off it speaking to Abby in the kitchen. I was like, I, I don't know if I was any good there. He he was incredible. He told his yeah. story. He's obviously told it a, few, a couple of times. But after off the, the mic, eh, off the recording, I think it was off the recording, he said, I've only ever told that on one other show and I've never mm. listened back to that show. Right. So I felt I was like, oh my wow, he's yeah. just told that on my show and, and what an honor. You know, so mm-hmm. the, the podcasting world and putting yourself out there, you never know what kind of conversations you're yeah. going to get into.
0: Yeah.
1: And I certainly wasn't expecting him to tell that story. I knew about it, I'd read about it, and I'd listened to the show he'd mentioned it on, but he told it to me. And I don't know, you get yourself into these situations and put yourself in a position to to become speechless, you know, you're yeah. you never forget it. You never. I'll yeah. never forget that conversation, and that gets released this week, and it's, it's it's something that I'm proud that I I found my way to that soldier, yeah. and he told his story, and you know I'll, I'll move on from there. It's incredible. Yeah,
0: oh, I love it, mate. Um, well, I'm really, really looking forward to it all, and um, the journey is is inspiring again just seeing it. But um, here's the more moments, mate, where you're um, hosting people's truths and people's lives, and um sharing that it's
1: it is causing hope and it's it's causing a lot of joy for us so i uh, appreciate it man it's you too nice. thank you for having me you keep doing yeah. keep doing your thing because um i've li- I listened to a couple of your shows and yeah you, you cut a good product there and a, a good thanks, uh, the branding's good everything's good it's a nice it's a nice set up podcast keep going yeah. you know thanks man all the best Let's go for it.
0: Well, thanks again to Nashi. Hey, check him out at It underscore Nashi on Instagram. Solid follow. Check out at It underscore abs on Instagram to see what they're both up to with Get After It. Go to getafterit.uk and check out the events that will be coming out, the guests that they have, and the explosion of this brand. I'm really excited for what's ahead for them. I'm grateful for what it's done in my life and in lots of other people too. Folks, let me know what you made of it. Get in touch with me at markcameron at
1: markcameron.com.